Hey guys, welcome to the Thinkcast one more time from ThinksCon Amsterdam. The conference just ended. I mm -hmm. think I see a lot of smiling faces, people getting a little bit drunk outside and sharing their experience here and now dystopian futures and also positive endings maybe hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I hope so too. So again we are in a sneaky meeting room there's noise outside but you know how to deal with podcasting at conference goes so today we have Marcel oh here we go Marcel Marcel Chauvenard really good Schauvenard actually my friends just call me Marcel well that might be it we have today Marcel with us and Iskara Schmidt which they both are the organizers for things called Amsterdam welcome mm -hmm. thank you how are you guys feeling just ended. Yeah, uh, yeah, great. yeah, it was a great edition, I think. So, yeah, I'm really, really great. Yeah, really happy. Yeah, really so content. Really, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Speak up, of course. And yeah, it's kind of <laughs> a little bit louder. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a. It was everything we hoped for, and even better. It was really, really good. The okay. the energy, the vibe, the speakers, the workshops that just bursted out of the rooms. Um, all the people making lanyards ridiculously complex with some electrical components we provided. We saw people make a whole animated zoo hung around their neck. <laughs> it was really impressive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I cannot really add something to that. Yeah, it was really. Well, we had of course a bit. It was like maybe last year the same vibe, but we did it extended a bit. It was a bit more even focused on the. Workshops, I think, in the in the balance, and that really worked out well. I think really, yeah. was a nice adding, yeah, yeah adding extra energy even. Because yeah. it grew up, right? Like last year was like one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's one and a half day, or take the evening with it. So maybe, but but well, one half day. Yeah, we started first day last day, yesterday at uh, one o'clock. Uh, did two extra workshop slots. And we put a. 20 sessions together all together yeah. so that was a, quite a, of a yeah, hassle but it was a really full program um, and we did it in the same location as last year so that was pretty challenging but I think we managed to squeeze it all in it was an amazing program like from the speakers to the workshops it was very diversified uh, catering a lot of a lot of different people in different subjects but for the people who don't know ThingsCon, because I bet some people that are listening to us, they don't, they never heard about ThingsCon. Some, mm -hmm. some they heard, but they don't know exactly what's about. What's ThingsCon about? ThingsCon is about well, ThingsCon is a Berlin conference from or, for origin, 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 uh, origin. Uh, started in 2014 by Peter Beer and Simon Hörer and uh, Max uh, and Emmanuel and Emmanuel, the four guys. And they did a couple of conferences, and the first conference we were there, uh, we really liked the concept and the energy that was yeah, they, they, they putting into it. And it's really about the design and the making of the Internet of Things, really for the practitioners and people that really are thinking about it, really doing stuff, uh, not only talking about... I was just talking about someone who say, well, there was no 
no, no one who talked about monetization or something. It's really about making interesting stuff. And that's, that's what we want to do. And it's still the third time still the, the case, I think. It's so really a group of people that are committed about making the IoT work in a good way. So making just the stuff that we make for clients or for companies and startups, make it work good and make it work in the right way, but also leveraging this technology to make a positive impact on society. And it's much more about these topics and that's topics that people get excited about, much more than maybe business models and monetization. Uh, although people still, you know, they kind of talk about it, but it's not, definitely not the topic of the conference. We really try to focus on what triggers people about technology, the good things, but also the things that you, uh, we are wary about and we're critical about and that we want to have, uh, we want to turn around. And I think the, the last talk we had of Usman Haag really focusing on the current state of affairs in the world and how technology or maybe the absence of technology sometimes uh, can be used to turn turn the tides and that, that that's the kind of talks that also belong to this yeah i kind of like it the vision that he had like you don't need technology to make a city smarter mm-hmm. it's driven by the people which is exactly what's happening here it's driven by a community of individuals that comes from different perspectives from hardware to to to, to design to education and try to get thinkers and somehow philosophers that get together and try to share a common point of view in education or on IoT and I can make IoT in a more ethical space, in a more ethical way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you feel that in the room, like nobody's interested in making business or trying to get business uh, cards. Well, of course, there is also something. But well, it's, it's, I, think, I think the business part is mm-hmm. kind of assumed mm-hmm. or kind of implicit. Like everybody has to make business here. Everybody who's here. Or, you know, a lot of people here, they run a business or they're employed by a commercial company and they have to do the client work. And, and that's definitely, they have to create things that yield a profit. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But here at ThingsCon, we're talking about the other stuff. The stuff that keeps you uh, up at night. The stuff that, that gets you thinking, doing a client meeting that you scribble in your book, but you don't maybe dare to bring up in a meeting. This is what ThingsCon is about. So, Marcel, you are one of the one of the authors of the IoT manifesto, right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually a good artifact that people can use it, and it's kind of some sort of an avatar. Or can you uh, can you bring ethics and, and IoT in your commercial work and actually help out to create a framework to help professionals to to create a more ethical IoT environment in their commercial projects? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we have been. The funny thing was, we launched the IoT Design Manifesto after, you know, frustrations with events that happened in our professional line of work, and we encountered other designers and researchers um, running into the same issues. Then we launched it at ThingsCon 2015 in Berlin, not knowing anything about the program that was happening there. And, well, you were there, you were there. It was a really weird things come because everybody was asking these questions. Like every single attendant and speaker were, were asking these questions. And then we were, we were sitting in the audience waiting for a session with our box of manifestos between our legs, looking at it and saying, holy, like everybody's asking these questions. And 
we we at least written them down or we we maybe don't have an answer but we at least we have a document here that addresses these things and I think up till this day uh, it's still used as such um, uh, we used it in a couple of conversations with clients where we say look this is this is stuff that we want to do and this is stuff that we don't want to do actually we have the opportunity to significantly grow our studio uh, around Christmas uh, Christmas time but based on the manifesto we complied that we, we we said we couldn't we couldn't match the brief with our ethical um, uh, our ethical values and we didn't see an opportunity to get to align that with the client as well and we had to we had to we had to um, uh, decline the job and and that's how it works and and hopefully that client learned something from that encounter uh, yeah. like money doesn't always uh, persuade <laughs> that's true okay yeah so that's of course very yeah black and white decision you that's a black and white decision you, you, yeah. hope, you hope you can do it a little bit different absolutely of course and that you really can use this kind of for thinking in the in the design process of making this stuff but sometimes this is the ultimate consequence of course that's the, yeah. that's yeah. A, that was maybe the, the biggest mm-hmm. black and white decision and usually it's like in our line of work we bring it up once in a while so in the team that when we're proposing to do to to implement certain features or design things in a certain way then like the team members say hey no you know what we said about data collection we only collect the data that we actually need you're right we don't need this data at the moment let's not collect it so that's how it works for us now which is a pretty bold position and quite quite an inspiring one Um, think just what's what's the biggest challenge that you've faced on organizing, on pushing things con Amsterdam further? The biggest challenge, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. well it, it, it's, it's, I think well, it turned out really, really well, but we really were kind of in the beginning seeing can we get enough yeah. things going, like <coughs> financial stuff. Uh, people, uh, is it still, can still sell enough tickets? Can you sell enough tickets? And it's really hard to. Do. It's very, very maybe boring, but doing a conference mm-hmm. is. Yeah, people, all other people buy tickets in the last two weeks, so you really cannot build on that. So mm-hmm. the other finance models and yeah, well, well, but but that's, that yeah. sounds like yeah, the end of conference is not really important anymore. But <laughs> no, but and and and, and com- that, that's that's the business of, of running a conference. Mm-hmm. But but there was something. I think we noticed something interesting this year. If you would mention IoT last year or the year before, doors would swing open, mm-hmm. money would be accessible <laughs> at least. And now mentioning, I like going to a company saying, hey, we're gonna do um, a conference about IoT design uh, and IoT. Are you interested in sponsoring? Either they already committed to other sponsorship deals with other conferences on similar topics, or they just weren't interested in the topic so much anymore. Um, I'm really happy with the list of sponsors that we have eventually that are not only just you know giving money, but also really committed to mm-hmm. the topic. Yeah. I think the kind of the hype, the, the hype that make also make things a little bit easier. That's kind of over, or it's declined. So what we are left with 
Israeli companies and uh, delegates at the conference that are committed to IoT, which I'm happy with because it increases the quality. But in terms of financial security, it was kind of scary. Yeah, because also things it's not like it's not a profit organization or a profit conference. It's something that it's driven by the community for the community. Mm-hmm. Yes, most people volunteer their time and their you know. People get like their their maybe their flight reimbursed, but that's about it. Everybody is here for his um, personal development or um, just to share his experiences with the community. It's not really something like it's not a com- it's, it's it's not a commercial event. Yeah, and you feel that like the sense of the community that you can have like in this conference is the second time that I that I attend and and I went to one or two more smaller conference and hosted one. And it's it's really community driven. It's a really unique feeling that you don't feel in many many conferences that that I attended, for example, during this year. It's it's quite unique. Mm-hmm. It's quite magical. Okay. Uh, I gotta say. So, what were the highlights for you guys? So you you made the agenda. You created the workshops and, and the keynotes. You oh yeah, that's not I know that one one highlight. I think. <laughs> If, yeah, it's really the the whole yeah, what well, come together and like then this same energy that we have this even more uh, more focus on these 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 workshops and really the, the sessions. I think that's that's kind of a highlight. I'm really thinking if there's there's not really one highlight in that sense. Maybe that you get your your paper together. Yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. We 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 had a workshop uh, run by a chef. Susan Cox Smith and Rachel Sender. Uh, she's a graphic designer, um, and I asked them to run a workshop where people would get together and do a write a piece of design fiction um, and make a paper, make a newspaper, or make a magazine. Uh, just in one workshop session, make that paper and I'll have it printed, which was a pretty bold promise for me to them, uh, but. Uh, they also committed to this mission. It was a totally ridiculous venture. But um, last night at 12 o'clock, we sent in the PDFs. Everybody contributed like little stories and did editing and did rewriting and, and composed a paper. And then today at 11, it finally got delivered. 500 newspapers printed full of stories. The next thing you know, full of stories about slightly dystopian or frictionful futures um, and it was to me having that artifact as like a physical thing that will never fade away to me that's a that's a great souvenir yeah it's quite a magical production from a Saturday to a from a Thursday to a Friday morning yeah it was one of many highlights I think also we had last year the, 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 the idea just uh, from the this, this whole uh, ceremony, well, how do you say that? The tradition, the, the Netherlands tradition of the Santa Claus surprise thingy, and it was a bit, uh, yeah, didn't really work out last year, and not really well. But now this year it was really, really great, uh, and they really took took up this uh, this challenge and made it into a project in their schools and stuff. So it really worked out very well. It really yeah. gives some good energy. Yeah, it was run by the University of Applied Sciences by students who spent months creating little kits for people, for participants, for the workshop now to quickly put together like the basics for what well, it's kind of like a piñata, 
Uh, like when you wrap a present in a piñata, that's kind of a thing that we do around Santa Claus, which is like a Dutch version of Santa Claus, and where we do kind of like a secret Santa thing, and you give your your you you give the one uh, who you drew, you give him a present wrapped in this like funny funny contraption. But now we have connected ones, and thanks to the University of Applied Sciences people, that turned out amazing. We had three sessions. I think in total they made like 25? 32, I think. 32 yeah. of these wow. of these yeah. things and they all worked and they communicated uh, through Wi-Fi. Together. Yeah. Together. So you could send messages from one to the other. It was really cool. Yeah. That's the kind of space that is created here, right? Like the space for experimentation mm-hmm. and, to, and to go really somehow out of the box. I like the idea, for example, of the lanyards because... Because this year, I, we, if you were attending to the conference, you're just given a small plastic bag with your, with all of your information, with all your program, but with no lanyard, and suddenly you are just redirected to a to a big table full of all types of small hardware pieces that you need to act together and and pimp up your pimp up your lanyard, mm-hmm. which yeah. it's a nice way to start to start a conference like this. Make your own, make your own, ha- yeah, hack cool. your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's it's a great uh, tradition already. Mm-hmm. I think we, yeah, we did it for the very first time also, and it was inspired by the German. They make some also some nice make stuff that really want to make it a little bit more into interactive stuff, mm-hmm. and it really worked out well. And now we did it for the third time, and this time we had this really nice Chinese uh, Jensen theme with all the. People really go wild in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a big theme this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like all those, the, this super focus on manufacturing in Shenzhen and the, the, the accessibility of creating hardware not from scratch, but create. Mm-hmm. Well, you might you can speak more about that, Marcel. I suppose because you made a big trip to, to Shenzhen, right? We made a trip, but I was already quite surprised with how well you explained it in your question because that's exactly the theme that we wanted to address. We want to address how accessible this ecosystem is to create hardware, uh, not only in terms of the availability of components or manufacturing companies, but also the whole, the whole culture in Shenzhen. We um, found, we, we kind of went there on a, on a one-week trip, invited by David Lee, who was one of the keynote speakers of the conference, to explore this world of Shenzhen. We didn't know anything about it, only the fact that 93% of all electronics is made in Shenzhen. But we just went there with an open mind and we talked to people. We pretended or we tried to make a, a prototype that we had or a product that we were thinking about, make it reality. So engage in conversation with manufacturers, with design agencies. And it was, it was it's easier than you would expect to go to China and get, get up and running with these kind of uh, things. And it was... It's then just kind of hopeful for the IoT that you there's still a place in the world where even the the, the small guys like me can, can go and do something, create something, create something with you know good ethics uh, at the start. Of course, I mean I won't deny that Shenzhen is also famous, or you know you you cannot deny that maybe labor conditions aren't. Uh, up to standards, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know I know places where they are, but I also know plenty 
heard of plenty of places where there aren't. Um, there's definitely things that are very unethical about Shenzhen. But I see an opportunity there to to work in that ecosystem and work with the people there and exchange ideas to uh, to really progress this field and have like smaller initiatives create products that we um, uh, that make sense and that are and that are and that, uh, and that align with the values of things common. Um, we we went there on a one week exploration. We, we made a lot of contact. Uh, build a lot of relationships, but now bringing this experience back and, and feeding it back to the community. We already get a lot of response of people um, who are also have these experiences or have a slightly different experience or people that want to join us the next time we're going there. And there's now actually secretly a plan. And I think you have, are the first one to have this on the record, but to have in April, maybe there were things come in Shenzhen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really great. But that's the thing, like, for example, for me, that I do have a strange relationship with Arbor. I think for me, it's kind of dark magic at a certain, at a certain extent. But to today and after, and after yesterday as well, I got the feeling that it might be easy. It might be super accessible for anyone to start an hardware business or at least to try it out in a very accessible way because you have like kind of this picture, this is going to be like a massive industry. Mm-hmm super industrialized it's going to be really difficult to get access and finding the components and building out everything from scratch and that's totally the opposite what Shenzhen offers yeah mm-hmm. yeah the, David Lee made an interesting analogy he said in the early 2000s um, when you wanted to create software on the web you don't have to do all the you don't have to start from scratch. You have the browser, and the browser already takes care of a lot, a lot of things. Like it, it, it renders a layout, and it creates beautiful type, and you can play a video, and you can play a sound, and all those things have been taken care of by the browser. You just have to instruct how it's supposed to do things. And he says Shenzhen is like the browser for hardware. Like it has all these, you know, it's, it's not easy to create something good and something beautiful, but a lot of things have been taken care of. So... That's a bit of the premises that we want to explore some more, whether it's actually true. We still have to prove it because mm-hmm. now it's still a lot of promises. And, uh, but we already saw, we experienced some, some super nice things like the electronics markets where we bought all the lanyard stuff. Yeah, that, that, a lot that of space was a, that space that's amazing. Like they have, I think, 12 shopping malls with at least eight floors full of either components or phone accessories or um, um, just electronics just electronics shopping eight shopping malls for yeah for with seven no 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 nine to twelve I, I, I thought I heard some people say nine some people say twelve at least I couldn't I couldn't count them but just shopping mall after shopping mall full of just focus on the professional on the professional buyers on the consumer malls yeah. Yeah, well, that's quite impressive. That's <laughs> super. It's, it's really interesting. So it, it's it's easier for somebody who wants to go there and let's say create a wearable from scratch without not so big product development made up front. So you can start creating, picking up your components, seeing how they piece together and then build a service on top with very easy access and probably low cost, I suppose. Yeah, uh, of course the, there will be other challenges. 
yeah. there will be challenges. No, nothing, nothing is easy, mm-hmm. but sure. it's it's different things that are hard. Yeah. And I, I think David Lee is really trying to, you know, uh, help be, be an ambassador for Shenzhen and try to bridge those things. But we talk to a lot of uh, different people here in the on the conference that are interested in going back and and really try to make that relationship work and and I think if these people that I spoke to mm-hmm. if they go to Shenzhen and create create products those are products that we will love to use that we you know th- those are those are good folk that are going there yeah, it's, it's a room it's a room full of brilliant people <laughs> absolutely another yeah sorry he's going no no I don't know okay, no. Okay. I did a lot of shame I think <laughs> just uh, well, I, oh, another another thing that another common theme during this ThingsCon was a lot of focus on privacy and 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 security. We was that by accident? Was that something on purpose or something that actually kind of? No, it's not a, not an accident. It's really yeah, we we, we <coughs> created that uh, mission statement with ThingsCon community last uh, September. It was I think a bit. Uh, were there yeah. uh, about the responsive and, and human-centric uh, IoT and, and how we can can foster that creation uh, and it has a lot to do with that theme of course because, yeah, you have you have to take that in account and see what's what's happening with all the data there's all new data points that will emerge from this internet thing so be sensible if you do if you want to be sensible in what you make then you have to think about these kind of things yeah. It's, it's kind of a yeah. it's a challenge yeah. of our time of course yeah. 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 And well and, and, and in that sense of course there's happening a lot in the world it's, it's yeah Usman was referring it uh, of course but and other people also it's for maybe it's it's giving a lot of people now really the without being too negative but the, the things that happening gives a little bit insight in what what really is the danger for people that really weren't thinking about it what's what happening when when you don't have control on your on your own identity anymore yeah. data I especially like the keynote from uh, Amy Elliott this mm-hmm. morning uh, yeah. about like how can designers started to be involved on that because that's something that we normally not very involved or we don't mm-hmm. find it very sexy let's at least that mm-hmm. but it's something that we need to start to think about like from scratch yeah. and I don't know and you guys as designers at least myself you are a mix. You are a very big mix of things, aren't you? It's kind of. Well, I'm educated as a designer, just like Marcel in Delft, a little bit earlier than him, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, ended up in a digital world, a digital agency. So, and nowadays I run, I do some more yeah, innovation things and run more projects than really design stuff myself. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, still designing conferences. No. <laughs> but what the question you? No, I also got lost. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think I think the IoT space usually attracts people with a multi-sided kind of career or yeah. professional perspective. Uh, you see a lot of people who either have a background in software and then got an interest into hardware, or people that come from policy or uh, like from social sciences and moving into this space, all the way up to. Um, your good old product designer who uh, learned to code mm-hmm. and um, who started to make hardware out of uh, in out of curiosity. Um, but it, all the people you encounter, they're kind of like 
multifaceted people. Nobody is a hardcore product designer or hardcore developer. Yeah, I think that's one of the most characteristic things about ThingsCon is if you, it's the texture and the granularity of people that you have here. So much, so different and so so different perspective. I'm used to go to different conferences like more specialized in certain subjects, or even when they are more diversified, like people tend to be more labeled, or maybe mm-hmm. that's the way they present themselves. But in at ThingsCon, you feel that is yeah, what you said, many multifaceted mm-hmm. people. If I think if if. I don't know. Usman would give this this talk at any any corporate. They would that that wouldn't get in any business. But um, most likely, this not. is this <laughs> is the place where you can show your feathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This is, yeah. So, what's what's the next steps? What let's what I was I was things con Amsterdam going to evolve or things con as a whole but for that i think we need a couple of people around this table as well yeah well well things in amsterdam yeah well we'll see what we do uh, now we have they've introduced uh, the salon last year we did five salons in five months that's a little bit too many uh, too, too, uh, it was a lot it was a lot in a short time so we will uh, do it a little bit slower but once in two months or something but we really liked that format to really focus uh, we had last year something where we had also ten sessions and only one slot for the workshop, so a lot of people couldn't follow, uh, couldn't couldn't uh, take uh, part in one of these sessions. So people were complaining, well not complaining, but more like, uh, well, can we do more of that? So we introduced that salon, really focused on one subject, and that worked out very well. So I think, well, we will we'll do a couple of them. Uh, we will start. We have already started uh, organizing that it was was good that we by organizing this event we got in touch with people that say well okay we maybe should do this in uh, for the fashion week we want to do something with the fashion pack with um, the, the internet of bikes we are discussing with copenhagen uh, and stuff uh, to, to do something together in, in april and may so there are, there are some opportunities there also for salons so, so that's very nice yeah. yeah so so there's definitely going to be more events uh, and I think in general the bigger things called community uh, was just announced by the the Berlin team uh, I think altogether we're gonna focus more on also applying our you know uh, applying the, um, the the values that we discuss and share so much during these conferences so we're probably gonna uh, there are probably gonna be more publications going on I think Simon is uh, a bit in the lead on that one. There will be labs, uh, close collaboration with academics um, to see how we can further the field also um, in collaboration with scientists. Um, And I think the the Shenzhen lead is now on a, um, it's very likely to happen. So I think in a couple of months we'll we'll, we'll be in Shenzhen together, uh, running another event and and then we'll have to see, we'll have to see. There there will be some changes also for us. Mm-hmm. Always. I mean, it's it's n- nothing is set in stone. It never is. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's uh, we'll see. We'll see. And how can people like uh, get involved? Like so, for example, in Amsterdam, if you are around Netherlands, you can host your own ThingsCon event. You can get get in contact with you in co-organizing events. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's the whole, the whole idea of ThingsCon, that you can do whatever, well, not 
whatever you want, but well, more eh, if you do want to do stuff in this same uh, the idea, then uh, there are a lot of possibilities to host uh, your own events in Amsterdam, you know, but also in the Netherlands or somewhere else in, 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 in Europe. So we had this, uh, I was talking today with, uh, with Anna from Copenhagen, she wants to do something in Copenhagen. Well, it's really serious now, and, and from Paris, some uh, some girl that also wants to do something there. So yeah, the really, it, it's also nice, of course, from this kind of conferences that you really trigger this kind of initiatives. Uh, uh, so that would be very nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to do something, I would recommend get in touch with the Berlin team. I yeah, they're they're the ones. No, they, uh, Peter has made a kind of cookbook for for local yeah. organizers. So it really really concrete and say well what this that you can do and it's what's important to do and stuff like that so no, go for it please do yeah fair enough so how can people stay in touch with you like thingscom.nl yeah that's the place. for starters yeah. marcel <laughs> you are in twitter right i'm on the twitter uh, at the ink mac the ink mac so yeah the you incredible machine i have one uh, it's like at marcel underscore okay. but uh, it's, it's not really happening there we're gonna put we're gonna put in the description <laughs> iskander iskander yes without an e yeah. without an e yeah. okay thank you very much yeah. for, for your you. time okay thank you and good luck and yeah, thanks for this amazing conference i hope you guys much. feel happy and thank, like thanks for attending and doing this great workshop so uh, it's always a pleasure yeah okay. cool all right we see you in berlin guys bye 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 bye